Hello there and welcome back to the Women's Rugby Pod. I'm Johnny Hammond and with me again for this second edition is Harlequins and England centre, Rachel Burford. We are back with our weekly roundup from the world of women's rugby. Our podcast is all about the latest news from the women's game, from all over the globe. Last week, the west coast of the USA. This week, the South Island of New Zealand. Okay then, Johnny. So what's on the menu for week two? We catch up with the wonderful Kendra Cottage, scrum half of the current world champions New Zealand, who reckons not retiring was the best decision she ever made. We'll have a look back on the opening round of Tyrrell's Premier 15 matches and also ahead to some intriguing games this weekend. And helping us do that will be the new Gloucester Hartbury skipper, another chatty number nine, Mo Hunt. And we'll also be joined by Yeovil's power-packed plumber, the Saracens in England back rower, Marley Packer. So all of that on the way this week. So, Berth, a new season up and running. We have to start, I guess, with what was basically a cricket score. 101-0, your side Harlequins over Richmond. How was it for you? Do you know, it was quite a tiring day for me. <laughs> I was there in water girls, so I had to get on the pitch quite a lot. <laughs> busy then. Yeah, it was busy, but it was incredible to watch um, the sort of the flair and the finesse that Harlequins kicked the season off. I mean, for 80 minutes, they executed brilliantly. And in terms of what Karen, and, uh, Karen Finley and Gary Street said after the game, must be really, really pleased. But all that training, all that rust from pre-season... Because players just want to play, don't they, to, to shake off all that rust and t- to do it so effectively and so brilliantly. Yeah, I think a lot of players felt that it's been a really long pre-season. And I think what is so pleasing for both Karen and Gary is everything that we've been doing on the training pitch, we've actually converted onto the real match lifetime. And we struggled with that last year. We looked brilliant in training but couldn't quite execute it on game day. And, and on Saturday, it was just brilliant execution players understood what they were doing they knew their roles and responsibility and were able to execute and you know and I think it's all well and good saying 101 nil scoring but they also nilled the side their real pride in their defense as well every time they didn't have that ball they wanted it back I must just ask you your your new best mate Chris Evans how is he oh he's great his hair was looking on point so that was you appearing on Virgin Radio What, what was that for myself and Nathan Earl um, we went on to Virgin Radio with Chris Evans. They invited us on um, just to t- kind of talk all things Harlequins, but also talk about um, the Men's World Cup. It was uh, good fun. And I do have a bone to pick with you. The, the humble person that you are, never mentioned anything about the 21st Century Icon Award for competitive sports that you won. Talk us through that. Yeah, so that was quite, um, it was a real shock. Um, Deborah Fleming actually nominated me. Um, Yeah, that was really nice and went along to the Rosewood Hotel, which is an absolute stunning place to go to. So already kind of like, wow, looking around. I took my mum with me. Posh rocks? Very posh, well, kind of posh rocks. Tried to scrub up and rub shoulders with important people. Um, Yeah, and then kind of was there. Didn't really fully know what award I was up for. And so we were trying to guess around the table. And then um, the Competitive Sports Award came up and and I got nominated and, and won it and went up on stage not sure my speech was very good um because i was just so surprised like there's in- some incredible people in the room um that i just didn't expect to to be a part of that and it's definitely not to be walking away with what looked like a little oscar award brilliant well many congratulations thoroughly thoroughly deserved
Time now for a special guest. Her first game leading the Gloucester Harbury team ended in a 45-7 win at Fearwood Waterloo last weekend. Commonwealth bronze medalist, Olympian, double World Cup finalist, Grand Slams winner in 2014. It's Natasha Mo Hunt joining us on the WRP. Mo, it's uh, it's not that kind of podcast, but can I ask you what are you wearing? Because I know you're doing up your house. So are you are you in overalls or are you in rugby kit right now? <laughs> no, I'm actually just in casual jeans and a jumper um, down in London. So yeah, you've caught me on a good day. Thank goodness for that. Thank goodness for that. So I've got uh, Rachel Burford here as well. I know you guys know each other exceptionally well. And um, I was talking to uh, to Emily Scott, uh last week. Um, about go-karting in Bogganriza. She is not happy about that at all. <laughs> I actually texted her about this after I heard the pod and um, said, oh, yeah, mate, like, unlucky on the loss in the, um, the go-karting. And she was like, I don't live in, right? As if they said that. So, yeah, thanks for the shout-out about that one. Knocking her down a peg or two. <laughs> no problem at all. I mean, we do know you as one of being one of the most competitive people out there. So beating Skies is always so sweet for you, isn't it? Roaming around in the um, arcades as well, trying to. You're doing the shooting one. Didn't you beat her there as well? Yeah, but it was two ones to her, so as normal, she came out on top. So obviously, you were sidelined this weekend, weren't you? You were water girl duties like myself. Um, but how are you? How are you feeling about the new season? I know you've had a bit of a tough one this summer, um, obviously with your head concussion. But all ready to go this weekend? Yeah, like, I'm actually buzzing to get out there. So, obviously, I um, joined Gloucester Hartbury last year, just before Christmas. So, I only played, I think it's something about, like, six games for them. Um, so, I'm really looking forward to having a proper campaign uh, with the squad. And, and it's looking sharp. Like, the girls are looking in great form. And I just can't wait to get out there on the pitch with them. As ever, I've been um, trying to be the best water girl possible in the business <laughs> um, whenever I can't play, which is, it's been good fun, even travelling up to Liverpool with them. Um, so, yeah, just can't wait to pull the boots on it and get that new shirt on for the season tomorrow. Well, Saturday, sorry. Well, and I guess you're taking on a, a new role where you were elected by your fellow teammates um, to take on the captaincy this year. I mean, you excited about that? I mean, we know that you're a very vocal, gobby individual. <laughs> um, so we know that you're going to bring great value to that team. But I mean, what are you kind of looking forward to in terms of that role? Yeah, um, I think it just comes as part and parcel of my competitiveness. Like, I can't help but, but say what I'm feeling in the moment. Um, but yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm buzzing to be honest. Like, obviously, Zoe did it last year and she's been amazing for the squad. Like, it's such a privilege to be nominated into that role, especially because the girls vote for it and they kind of put who they want forward for it. Um, I know Zoe was right in the mix, but she just wanted to focus on her game this season. So, um, luckily, I've managed to, to take the reins on that and I just hope that I can do it justice because it's such a quality group of players. Like, the girls are awesome, um, the team around the girls are amazing. So, yeah, we're just looking forward to seeing what we can do this season and hopefully um, we can come out with some decent wins. And you talk about Zoe there. I mean, you and I have been in leadership groups for internationally at England and stuff and you always draw upon other players. I mean, what sort of um, players in the team are you going to be looking to, to lead with you and support you on your journey? <laughs> yeah, when you said that about Zoe. We were doing um, this contact session the other day in our IDTs, which is like um, development plans that we have to do as part of our England contract. And 
we had quite a good group of us doing it and um she was doing the examples on all of the contact stuff and i was literally just stood there being like be like zoe because she's just an absolute monster like whenever she's carrying the ball whenever she's got ball in hand the face that she falls like i would not want to be opposite her trying to tackle her um she really does lead from the front and players like that we've got them all over the pitch obviously kerry large has been um like absolutely brilliant for that squad for many years and such a quality player like the calmness she has on the pitch and she just kind of draws in everyone around her just makes sure that everyone's going in the right direction so players like that are going to be super important this year just to make sure that a we all stay on the pitch but b we can just keep building on each performance and, and moving forward if you can bring it back to, to to the captaincy, Mo. I mean, you you worked under some some great leaders. Uh, um, the lady alongside, I'm sure, is one of those leaders you've worked alongside. What what bits from who have you picked out and gone right? Okay, well, I, w- I want to emulate that trait from from Sarah Hunter Sunter. I want to emulate that that from Scars. That what what bits have you picked out from who? I think um, it's just like that experience. It's not necessarily like who does what and how they do it. It's more. Um, what I've enjoyed, like what um, traits I've enjoyed, obviously making sure that you're saying the right things at the right time. But I think one of the biggest things is not saying too much, um, especially when we get to this level. I think the girls know what they need to do. Like they don't need to be told that you shouldn't have dropped that ball or anything like that. It's just what technically, tactically do we need to do to put our best foot forward? Um, and I've always said, like, especially with coaching and different things like that, it's all about the people that you don't necessarily enjoy so the people you don't necessarily enjoy working under and I'm not saying I've had any captains I've not enjoyed working under not at all but the bits that have maybe not sat that well with me that's the bits that I learned the most from and just try and make sure that I'll never be in that position or if I am the girls will pull me up on it and we've got that open and, and honest like two-way communication stream so that'll be the thing that I'll be driving the most. And so you'll be setting your stall out as captain of Gloucester Hartbury this weekend, taking on Wasps. I mean, you must be pretty pleased with the result against Waterloo. What type of things are you going to be taking into the game this weekend or building on? Yeah, I think um, it's just probably a little bit of depth management. I think at times we were a little bit too far away from the defensive lines. We didn't really affect anything. So just going at them, really. Just getting in the face of them, going at them nice and hard, nice and fast. Um, obviously, you know me, I like to play a high-tempo game, so... I'm going to be making the girls move because I think we play our best rugby when we're moving around the pitch quickly. We've got a quality forward pack this season. Like We've recruited really well. Um, the girls have really shown up in pre-season in numbers and they're looking really sharp and fast. So it'll just be about basically just imposing our game on them and, and just going really direct, really hard and really fast. Take, take us through some of those signings. Who's particularly impressed you? Who's, who's new to the club, Mo? Oh, so we've had um, T come across from Japan. Um, she played number eight for us. Uh, on the weekend and obviously like you never know when you're in pre-season and you're playing a lot of touch games and stuff like that and are they running through the mark and everyone's kind of debating that but um, first obviously well it was her second proper contact hit out because we had a pre-season game as well uh, but unfortunately for her she picked up a not pretty early doors on her knee so we didn't see the best of her and then against Waterloo she just came into her own she was absolutely ferocious like taking on the line left right and centre breaking through and when she's breaking through she's making 40 metres each time so I'm super excited to play with her she seems to beat the game really well um, so that's definitely one that I'm looking forward to playing with and what do you see your, your main challenges this weekend we'll just make sure that we're we're putting in the best uh, the best foot forward and making sure that we're trying to break down obviously their exit strategies their kick chase all of that sort of stuff um, 
we'll, we'll make sure that we've got everything in place to try and diminish that. And Claire Malloy, we can't talk about Wasp without talking about her. Like she's an absolute menace over the breakdown. So making sure that we try and stop her game and she's not stopping ours would be, would be huge for her. And with those uh, autumn internationals looming large, uh, right in saying 47 caps now? If you were to play in all three, um, how nice would it be to, to, to get for 50th cap for England? Yeah, no, it would be something super special. Like, um, Obviously, like tearing up even the thought of it, a bit of a passionate player in terms of when it comes to England, but obviously you never know what's around the corner. I was pretty unfortunate to get hit on the head by a ball out in summer tour and that kind of um, like finished me a little bit early. So I'll just be taking each game as it comes and just hoping that it's not the end of my international career and hopefully I can still be picked to on that white shirt and we'll see. Well, no matter what happens this weekend, you're still going to be the Bogner champion of the go-karting racing. <laughs> and that, may that live on forever. <laughs> Mo, thank you so much for, for, for joining us. Really, really appreciate your time and um, all the best this weekend uh, against Wasp and uh, hopefully we'll, uh, we'll have you on the pod again soon. Yeah, definitely. Thanks, guys. I'm really loving your work. Cheers. Cheers, Mo. Mo Hunt there, a, a, nicer, a nicer girl, a nicer family you could not wish to meet. I remember um, going to the one and only supermarket around Mar- Marcosi uh, in 2014, the World Cup, and meeting her her mum and dad fully decked out in full Gloucester kit as they were, but just absolutely delightful people. She's she's a lovely, lovely teammate to have, isn't she? Yeah, she's a really thoughtful teammate. Um, she's always kind of putting her players first, and I guess that's obviously been seen from the, her players at Gloucester Hartbury for her to get voted in and um, to be that captain. And any any other stories on... On Mo, any other little gems? We're gonna, I mean, obviously she's great at go-karting. Yeah, I think there's, um, you know, it's quite interesting how Mo was talking there about how um, Zoe leads from the front. That is a typical nine. Whenever contact turns up, they just stand to the side and let anything go on and just stand there and gob off like they normally do. Um, and that's definitely Mo for you. And what, what what will she bring? I mean, she was, she was describing there um, the, the captaincy and, and Kerry Large and other leaders leaders uh, around her but what will what will she bring to the captaincy role well as she you know pointed out she's she says what she thinks and she's very vocal you know on and off the pitch so she'll be a great force and driver she's massively bossy so she'll boss the forwards around where she's they need a nine to. yeah exactly that's <laughs> what they need to have um but yeah she'll look she'll give direction she'll be a great general in that respect um she'll use the likes of other players around her you know, she's got a wealth of experience. You know, she's been to World Cup. She's been to the Rio Olympics. She's been in tough situations. She's worked with people to get herself out of those situations. So I think she's got a lot to bring this side. And, you know, I think that is also what the players would have recognised and why they voted her in. Later in the show, we'll catch up with Mo's England teammate, Marley Packer, with Saracen's view on week one of the season but to the other side of the world now and to another of the game's great scrum halves. Yes, earlier Johnny chatted to New Zealand's Kendra Coxage from her hometown in Christchurch. So Kendra, thank you so much for, for joining us on uh, the Women's Rugby Pod. Um, if we can just look back momentarily to the to the Super Series, another victory over the Red Roses, it, it's getting quite easy now, isn't it? <laughs> oh, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say easy. Um, coming up against England, it's always tough. They're always a, a good side to come, ag- come up against. And, you know, I guess for us, um, you know, it's always a good battle um, against England and we, we do enjoy playing them. Um, and no doubt they enjoy um, playing us as well. 
And what 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 do you think made you get the better of them this time round? Schedule have something to do with it? Um, to be honest with you, I think it was a little bit around having that loss to France um, and, and that third game. Uh, so we were we were hurting probably a little bit from that, and yeah. we really wanted to get up for that last you know that last game. So it was important for us to be able to put out a good performance, and you know we were really up for it, and it was the, the last one of the of the series. So. Um, to put it all out there, beautiful day, um, and the girls actually played really well. Yeah, it was a very, very dominant performance. Just, just looking at the the squad then, then Kendra, a couple of years out from from the World Cup, of course, eighteen months or so. Where, where are the Black Ferns? If, if you were to say, right, we're in slight transition, we're slightly down the road of transition. We've got a really good mix of players. Where are you at the moment? Stuff. I think the, the the World Cup. I mean, you know, we're, you're a little bit uh, the, the other side of the hill, should we say, of your career. It's certainly, no signs of you slowing down. But how much of a draw is is, is that home World Cup? Oh uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a big draw. Um, I've Some some of the sort of listeners over here in Europe might not know too much about the Farmer Palmer Cup. Um, just just give us a, a just touch on that on the history of it. How long has it been going? How's it set up? And, and what's what's been going on in the first couple of rounds this season? Yeah, I mean the, the Farmer Palmer Cup. I mean I can't tell you how long it's actually it's actually been going for. But um, you know it's a, it's a main competition over here, and it's it's important, um, especially for our top level players to be playing and. Um, we've also got high performance programs in, in our provincial unions now as well, which has helped feeding that Farah Palmer Cup and helping the quality of the Farah Palmer Cup. Um, you know, we've got two two divisions, so there's the Championship and, and the Premiership. Um, and obviously across New Zealand, we've got 14 minor 10 cup provincial unions, uh, and we now have 13 of them in the Farah Palmer Cup. Um, so there's only one one um, provincial union to kind of to add to that, and that's Southland. Um, and they're working really hard on that, which is, is pretty exciting. And you know, it's, it's our main competition, and it's where you know our black fans and our, um, our high-level players they need to be playing in that competition. And that's where they we're getting our best quality, I guess, rugby. And are, are the same kind of clubs dominated. So what was it? The same kind of clubs dominated every year, or is it, or is it a, is it a good, good good blend over the years? Canterbury uh, were one of the last two, two 
two years and for me, I guess playing in that competition, I never actually thought that I'd ever win a Farah Palmer Cup title um, and to win it two years in a row. Um, and this year, we're, we're going for we're really going for a three-peat. Um, and, you know, as I said, we've got these high-performance programs now that sit in the provincial unions to help, you know, keep the girls fit and learn a bit more around high-performing um, and being a high-performance athlete um, and now feeding into the Farah Palmer Cup, which means the, the standard, you know, should be better and it is better, um, as well as the fitness and the strength um, of these players, as well as continually um, just rising. I mean, talk about winning there, Kendra. I mean, you, you pretty much won everything going in the last couple of years. I mean, 50th cap, beating all the men to, to, to the top awards in New Zealand, w- w- lifting the trophy. It's uh, it's, been, it's been a good couple of years for you, for you personally. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it has. And you, know, and you were going to retire. So what was I thinking? Absolutely. For, Kendra, just, just, just finally, on a, on a much, much wider perspective, you talk about helping sort of domestically there at home. What, I mean, I think we all agree around the world that the women's rugby is on a, on a very steep trajectory at the moment. What, what do we, uh, as a collective, you know, players, unions, coaches, media, what have you, what do we need to do to keep that trajectory uh, on that upward curve? Um, I would say... Toughy. Uh, so much for your time really really appreciate it um, and hopefully possibly later in the season or possibly the next season whatever we, we, we might get you back on and, 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 and see how preparations are going for the World Cup but for, for today thank you so much yeah no problem thanks for having me on it cheers well great to have uh, Kendra Coxage on the on the pod uh, she's a serious competitor isn't she as long as I can remember the last at least three World Cups she, she's been involved she's a real heartbeat of that side yeah, she's an absolutely quality outfit. You know, her game all round is one that is very underpredictable, so it's always hard to play against her. And, and I think she breathes so much confidence in her side. And I think 
you know in the women's game we don't see enough of brilliant kicking and what that girl does around the park is absolutely phenomenal you know on a par also with Katie Daly McKean around the pitch and Emily Scarrett off the tee but I think you know in terms of game understanding um, and putting her team in the right position on the field she's one of the best at it. So the Martians land tomorrow and you've got to put together a world 15 <laughs> is she your starting nine? On current form, yes, she would be my starting nine. Um, you know, followed closely by Leanne, um, and obviously we haven't seen enough of Mo this season yet. Um, but yeah, she would be, and you know, Leanne and, and Mo would probably say the same thing. They know what it's like to play against her, um, and probably look up to her as a player. Well, she's sort of heading towards that sort of thirty-year-old mark, as you did <clears throat> not so long ago now, <laughs> but. It, but and she she thought about retiring. I mean, all, all this success she's personally had of late has been since she thought about retiring. Have you had similar thoughts in, in any way? Yeah, I think I think all players go through it at some stage. They they start to think about you know should I stop playing? And I remember in 2016. Um, I was thinking about retiring and I remember actually having a conversation with a couple of the players saying, you know, at the end of 2016, I'm going to, I'm going to stop playing other things I want to go and do. Um, what changed your mind? Well, I guess during that stage, I was probably doubting myself and then externally coaches were doubting me. And for me, I wanted to, to prove them wrong and to show that I could still be the best version of me. Um, and that was kind of my motivation and my driver to get back into the 15-a-side team, get back into the starting shirt and go to 2017 World Cup. And so there was, it was kind of like personal drivers within me, but also there was external things that were pushing me as well. And I, I, fair to say, with, not with Kendra, but also yourself and, and other players as well, like fine wines maturing very, very nicely. Why do you think that is? I think you over the years you build up so many different experiences you learn so many different lessons you go through tough times and with you, you bring people along with you and, and I think you know like you look at the likes of like Katie McLean who's getting better and better and coming from experience is the main thing you know the learning from times of that haven't gone their way times where they've gone well working with others how you support younger players coming through and um, I think also the other aspect is you know quite a few of us older players now are coaches as well so you see things from a different perspective you can see the bigger picture you have an understanding of other people's roles um, and I think that all kind of comes together when you're on the pitch and you have a greater understanding of the whole game whereas when you first come into a game you very much got to worry about me I've got to get my me right first before I start thinking of other people and as you get older and older and more experienced then you start to kind of widen that sort of outlook and you support players around you because ultimately if people around you understand you better as a player and you understand them better as a player and you work with them to help them look good then actually it comes back around as well so I think you know a combination of all those things is is what's helping Kendra be the player that she is today. I'm Simon Middleton, and you're listening to the Women's Rugby Pod. Uh, and now delighted to, to say that we are joined by part of the infamous Saracens back row, double Till Premier 15s winner, winner of 68 caps, and one of the nicest and most vociferous people in the England squad. It's Marley Packer. 
Hi, Marley. How are we? I'm good, thank you, guys. How are you both? Very well. Good. Very well. Good, yeah, thanks, Packer. Good. I hear you're on a train at the moment. Yeah, that's correct. <laughs> oh, it's not like um, the couple of weekends ago we were back in Bognor and you're back behind a wheel. Was that good? <laughs> yeah, no, that was really good. Not as good as the bumper cars, mine. Oh, that um, was brilliant, wasn't it? Over the go-kart. I mean, I, we haven't been on. I haven't been on bumper cars for so long, where you're literally actually allowed to bump into people. And I mean, <laughs> there was a couple of people that were on there that weren't in our party, and we were like, right, let's gang up on them. <laughs> and they didn't last yeah. long. <laughs> it was gang up on them, or it's gang up on Claire Allen. Yeah, good, good signs. Um, Marley, so I um, want us to share a story of your first cap, and then how you got to your second cap, because it's quite a unique story where pretty strict back in the old days wasn't it if you um, get things wrong from the older senior groups um seems to be a bit of punishment around do you want to share that with us yeah loads of punishment around it so um my first cap um we were over in amsterdam um i got called out in i think we played uh sweden in the first game um and i got the starting shirt um which i think quite a lot of people were surprised because obviously maggie was on form and she was on the tour as well um i played 40 minutes and then got benched for the rest of the tour. Um, also, we had a mascot called Rory. It's a lion. And Did you say was called uh, Rory? No, he, he <laughs> is called Rory. This particular mascot was, <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, and you had to take him to the meetings and stuff like that. I wasn't very good with Rory. But um, at the end, after the last game, you, you do your after-match like functions um, and awards and stuff like that. And then... You have, like, after-match drinks. I kind of put Rory in a room, and Rory was never seen again. So, basically, from that time, I don't think I got capped for another three years and three months. And basically, it's because I lost Rory. (laughs) The ultimate karma for you. So, just for our listeners, obviously, Rory is given to the youngest player and new cap. And you're meant to take this this mascot, poor Rory, R.I.P., everywhere you go. Whether that's meetings to warm ups to the game, everywhere we meant to go, and yeah, Marley didn't take too good care, and I can't believe three years later was then the next time that you got your cat. Did you get to look after Rory then, or have you ever? Uh, no, I didn't. So at the time I got my second cat, that was when the likes of like your Sarah McKenna's, uh, Mo, Natasha Hunt, um, Vicky Fleetwood all got their first cats. Bit of luck so, then for you that you didn't have to. Yeah, I know. It was it was a bonus. So now 68 caps, is it? Yep, 68 caps. And Still going strong, hopefully. Obviously, we've got um, the Autumn Internationals looming not too far from, from now. I mean, obviously, you went into summer tour um, managing and coming back from a shoulder injury at that time, weren't you? Are you looking to kind of get rolling and be going into the Autumn Internationals, you know, fully fit um, on the back of, you know, some strong domestic games? I mean, what are your thoughts there? Well, yeah, that's the plan. Um, obviously, we've got a, a few... Uh, sorry. We've got a few tough... I'm just getting off this train. Give me a second, sorry. Um, we just got a few tough uh, domestic games first for Saracen, but I'm hoping to... You mean Quinn's, yeah? Pardon? You mean Harlequin's game, yeah? That yeah. one, you're referring... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that <laughs> one against Harlequin. <laughs> all the power, all the firepower you guys have got involved this season. Are you worried? No, not at all. Like I think it, it, it's just so good for the game. Um, obviously, 
you, you look at other teams and what they're getting in, and obviously Saracens, we've brought a couple of players in this season, but actually we're, we're about developing what we've got and to go forward with that. So, um, yeah, I think, I think I'm not worried at all. I sort of break you, break break you two up. Jeez, I mean, I know you're miles away, but I need to need to sort of break you up. I, let, let's let's touch on the uh, we'll possibly come back to the international stuff. But let's as you're talking to the club and, and Saracens, when you're going for your third straight title, Marley, what um, what what are Saracens done? You you say they're only a couple of signings, so a very settled squad. What what are Saracens done on and off the field to make sure that it is a third straight title? Um, like I feel like we well we brought in a full time S and C. Um, uh, Dreddy's been employed by the club um, as um, head of performance across the board on the women's section. So I think we're just trying to get the foundations right. Um, we were also um, we're now if you play in the club's um, first twenty three um, on match day, then you also get a game. A game, a match fee. So some like some players that have always um, played and had to fund their own travel and stuff like that. Actually, they're getting a little bit of something back. We're not talking massive figures here, but you know, it's a little bit of something. And what what difference does that make psych- psychologically, Marty? You, you say it is sort of just covering travel expenses and what have you. But psychologically, that must that must make a big, big difference to not necessarily you, 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 you England players who are under contract, but but the, the sort of club players. Well, I just think it means the club players want to push each other even more because they want to be in that match day squad. Um, I don't think it's for a financial thing, but like at the end of the day, Southampton's are back to back champions, and like people want to play for us and they want to be in that in in that fold of of playing with playing the likes of your, your poppies and your Hannah Bottomans and real driving that. I think you know it's it is really good to see the double investment that Saracens are putting in. You know the announcements that they had out um, not so long ago. So you know kudos to you guys. I mean we, we have to touch on you've also got some new coaches coming in. I mean you played alongside the incredible Rocky Clark, 137 cats. If I don't mention it, she'll kill me. Um, <laughs> so, and I'm sure she reminds everybody at club. But I mean, how's that for the club and, and for you personally? Oh, I just think it, it, it just rises us again. Like the knowledge she has across the, like the board, not just at scrum time, but how, how to how to see out a game. Um, just the impact she brings to the front row and the confidence. And she's obviously come on as a, a player coach. So um, she she's in training and like she she's just been as physical as us and doing all the hard work as us. So it's actually yeah, it's driving players to be better as well. And how was um, your first run out against Bristol? Obviously, it was a, it was a good scoreline. Um, for you guys to to win in the end, but obviously maybe from last year, you know Bristol looked like they've bolstered this summer and, and had a good preseason and they've hit the ground pretty hard. Yeah, definitely. They they were good. They came out the blocks early doors. Um, obviously, it was disappointing to see that Rido um, got pulled out in in their warm up, but actually they came at us the first twenty minutes. We were camped in our own own 22 and it asked a lot of questions for us as like a Saracen team but uh, we problem solved on the pitch whereas probably last season and especially the, the season before we weren't very good at doing that um, so I think that's, that's a real bonus for us um, 
and also to to come back and get get the win how we did. Obviously, we I think we scored 17 points when we were down to 14 men. So we don't want to be doing that too often, but actually just shows that a bit of clinicalness in. I, I don't know, something switched in us in that time that we, we knew we needed to do something here. Um, but obviously, letting them have to, two cheap tries at the end of the match, we need to make sure that that's not happening on a regular basis. I think for Harrison's, we pride ourselves on our defence. Um, and that's something that's been a big work on this week in training. And it's been a very physical week for us at Surrey so far. And you're obviously gearing up to the Richmond game. Um, and yes. you the uh, a score that uh, most people will have noticed um uh, w- with all due, re- due due respect to richmond um that they're now playing the reigning champions how, how do you psychologically deal with that one molly is because do you look at harlequins and 101 well we're the champions who beat them the last two years in the final sorry berth um <laughs> do, do we need to score more than harlequins or is it literally about your performance you getting your stuff right uh, and and the result will follow yeah, I think it's about us. Um, we need to make sure we concentrate on that. Uh, obviously, we can't take our eye off the ball. And like Richards are going to come at us. Like they lost by uh, a considerable amount last weekend, and they're going to want to put things right. They've got a point to prove. Um, and the fact that they're play, playing the reigning champions, we've got a target on our back all season when we play any team because of that. So I think we just need to make sure we we make sure that we sort our own stuff out, and then hopefully that the that the scoreline will like will talk for itself at the end of the match. And I'm going to put you uh, under pressure here, and I'll probably get a slap from where I am sat now, but. Um, uh, uh, Saracen's <laughs> <laughs> no, anyway. going to make it three titles in a row. Well, that's what we're planning on doing. But I think we just got a, we've got a winning mentality at Saracen's, and that's what we're good at doing. But we've got to take each each game as it comes, and let's not look too far ahead. It's a long season. We've obviously got the the autumn internationals coming up. Uh, Six Nations. There are two big breaks within the league for that. Um, We've got a couple of players out injured that we're looking forward to coming back. Obviously, the Cleals. Um, so I just think long season, anything can happen. But that 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 that's where we're we're aiming for that. But we'll take each game as it comes. And it sounds like you've arrived back home now. Is it just straight in straight in the hot tub and drop the phone in? Is it? <laughs> no, I'm actually I've been waiting for my next train, but uh, I actually don't live where my hot tub is anymore. So. No, not straight in the hot tub. I'm going to get straight in the bath when I get home, mine. I'm oh. getting old these days. Yeah, no, fair enough. Marley, I, I, I could genuinely talk to you for hours. Utterly engaging. Thank you so much for your time. Really, really appreciate it. And um, all, all the best this weekend. And perhaps we'll, uh, we'll have you and your dynamic tree, tree of, a, of a back row on all, all together later in the season or something. Yeah, that'd be really good. Thanks, Johnny and Berth. And good luck, Berth. Cheers, mate. Cheers. You take care. Cheers. Bye. See you later. Bye. Bye. Um, t- utterly engaging character. Um, and she spoke very, very well there, didn't she, about, about Saracens and, and, and what they're doing and, and obviously the, the payments, the, the match fees that, uh, that they're receiving and and the whole psychology uh, uh, around that. What, how do you find her as a, as a person on and off the field? Yeah, she's an absolute 
ball of energy. Um, she's one of those players that is really positive, really supportive of others. You know, she's got a real caring heart to her. Um, and then, you know, she's an absolute star when she gets on the pitch. She's one of those players that you you follow by example. The way that she plays, she completely puts her body on the line. Um yeah, <laughs> you know, there's some facials in the games where you know that she's absolutely busting her gut to, to fight and work for, for her teammates. And, you know, that is why players, you know, warm to her really well and the support off off the pitch. She's, like, she's bubbly, she's loud, she's energetic. Um, sometimes you need to turn the volume down on her, but, yeah, it's all in good. And off the field? Off the field, she's a great laugh. <laughs> That's probably all I'm going to leave it as. Do <laughs> <laughs> you know one other little story you just want to share with us? Yeah, right? so uh, I, I had a good time looking after Marley and Bogner, shall I say that? Understood. <laughs> right. I, I, if I can, just go, go back to the club stuff. Obviously, it, it's, a, it's a rivalry. and There's great, um, nice banter between, between you, Marley, there with, with that interview. But it, in terms of the rivalry between Saracens and Harlequins and, and what they're doing and what they're putting together with Rocky... Um, Laura Eddy is now director of sport there, um, new coaches, um, and these matches. It, is there any tiny part of you um, and this Harlequin setup that that are looking and going, oh, crumbs, perhaps we should be doing that? No, look, I think whatever clubs are doing themselves, I don't know the full extent, but you know, it's great what they're doing and they're pushing on and they're they're going further on from what they did last year and the year before, etc. They're building those blocks. Whereas for us at Harlequins, we we've been doing a lot of what's starting to go on in other clubs for the last three seasons. We've been really meeting the minimum standards and we've been laying those foundations and we're really about the whole sixty. You know, we we provide a um a a full time programme for all of our players that can make it so I think you know clubs are doing things differently but you know ultimately everyone's just trying to make sure that the performance on the pitch is is to the best of its ability and and we always you know look forward to our contests against Saracens Any other two results from the Tyrrells Premier 15's round one we haven't spoken about so far on the pod Loughborough Lightning 27 Darlington Modem Park Sharks 12, Wasps 47, Worcester Valkyries 10. Looking ahead then, Young Berth, into week two. Bristol Bears against Loughborough Lightning, Worcester Valkyries against Harlequins women, Gloucester Hartby against Wasps, Darlington Modem Park Sharks against Fairwood Waterloo, and Saracens come up against Richmond. Your highlights then. Obviously, I'm excited for Quinns to, to get back on it again this week and play against uh, Worcester away. But I think for me, one of the, the big fixtures I'm looking forward to hearing about and seeing the results is Bristol Bears versus Loughborough Lightning. Um, Loughborough have got a couple of handy players coming back in potentially with Emmy Scarrett, um, Katie Day McLean, Sarah Hunter. Just a few names that might bolster that side a little bit. Yeah, that, well, they might do. They're, <laughs> they're okay, they're reasonable. Yeah, I think, you know, at Bristol, you know, pushed the champion Saris really close this weekend. So I think that's going to be an exciting match up against the two. I'm excited to see what that result's going to be. So that's it for week two. Join us again next week. Well, we'll be on our best behaviour on show three as we're joined by Limerick Garda, Neve Briggs, policewoman and two-time Six Nations champion. We'll chat about the state of women's rugby in Ireland with Neve and Leinster captain at Sadie Naipu, following her team's victory in the Irish Provincial Championship last weekend. Until next time.